0: What makes you strange on purpose? I think I'm a perfectionist. I don't know anything.
1: I don't know, I'm just me, I'm a little weirdo. I'm just me.
0: My unwillingness to stay stagnant.
1: I can only be like authentically myself.
0: The best way I can answer this question is with describing a picture. It's this guy riding a motorcycle while he's reading a book called How to Ride a Motorcycle. Welcome to the Strange on Purpose podcast. I'm Izzy, let's get rolling. Or go to anchor.fm to get started today. I'm Izzy, and I am so, so, so glad to have on my guest today. She is amazing, and she's worked on so many different projects. And I'm just glad after it feels like, gosh, years of going back and forth. It finally happened. She's on. So, Melanie, thanks for joining me.
1: (laughs) Hey, Izzy. Thanks. I'm glad to be here.
0: Super excited for you to jump on. You've touched so many different things. So I really want to talk about like who you are and what you do. So let's dive into that. Who are you and what do you do?
1: There's a lot of things that I am now. It's basically like a diverse female in the sneaker game, a new mom. Um, and then also my kind of, um, I would say the, the, the thing that makes me a little more strange, I would say is that I come from an automotive design background. And then I went into a high fashion background. Um, working at Alexander McQueen and then Tatum Jones in London, and then came into the sneaker world. So it's almost like I'm kind of known for being that disruptor or that person that bridges the gap between like fashion and I would say anything that's more of like high level back into that like athletic sphere.
0: Let's go back to the the beginning of that. You said you started off in automotive. Where did that influence come from, and how did it kind of develop into what it is today?
1: So I mean, I always had a passion for cars, but not in like that typical way that you would think. Um, I actually was always fascinated by surfacing, mm-hmm. and I would look at cars as more like sculptural pieces. So like the the reflections, the curvature, it just really fascinated me that it was like it was like a moving sculpture, you know. And it's something that's used every day versus like fine art, because I was also. Um, At the same time of doing all this, I did do exhibitions and I was doing fine art. So it kind of like bridged the gap for me of creating art, but making usable art. So I ended up um, going to Art Center. This is actually, I I did my BA uh, bachelor's at UC San Diego. So I did all that. I did it in comms and uh, fine art. And then I decided I really wanted to pursue my passion, which was automotive design. So I ended up going to Art Center um, in Pasadena, which is kind of really high level for car design. So um, you've seen like Chris Bangle from BMW, uh, Kareem Habib that that was running BMW recently and went to Mercedes, Henrik Fisker. So these are all like high level people that went to Art Center and turned into these crazy careers. But um, yeah, I mean just being there and then we're, we were working twenty four seven. So I was working on clay modeling. Wow. So I was I would physically clay model surfaces, and so that really gave me a good understanding. Of, like, reflections and light and how that works. And keep in mind, like, I didn't realize all this was gonna transition into footwear, but it ended up being like the perfect segue that also made me different, knowing ha- like having these skill sets. That's
0: amazing. So, you mentioned before that you are also a new mom, um, and it's <laughs> I'm guessing it's, it's, it's a lot to, to deal with on an everyday basis, obviously being a mom, but then also being this, this girl boss, this amazing person that <laughs> really just runs everything that she's doing and touches so many things on a, on a, uh, everyday basis. So on that, like, how do you balance your time? Like what's time management look like for you?
1: Yeah, it's crazy. So um, you guys know I am basically the floor design director for Ivy Park right now, working closely with Beyonce and then her team at Parkwood Athletics um, and then even her entertainment company as well um, to bridge all those gaps. But it is crazy. I would say my day is like 24 hours. Um, I haven't (laughs) slept in a year (laughs) since I had my baby. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of new moms could totally resonate with that. But it's like morning is really early morning for me. And then I'm just like, um drinking a lot more coffee (laughs) and trying to keep that balance you know um I don't want to miss any moments of my baby baby Mimi Mm -hmm. um growing up but it's like I'm also super dedicated to my role and my work um and because it is my passion so I pretty much got lucky to pursue my passion because for me it doesn't always feel like work it's just really intuitive to just keep making new things or trying to create newness Mm -hmm. um and that is also like a huge part of me. So I don't feel like I'm sacrificing any part of me. It's just like, it's everything's just on overdrive.
0: What's the uh, what's the morning coffee routine look like for you? Are you just a black coffee connoisseur? No way. <laughs> um, <laughs> I
1: need that cream. <laughs> I just watched the episode of, of Larry David to Curb Enthusiasm was like cream shaming. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so unfortunately, I do use cream. Um, that's my thing. But I was like, I was doing cappuccinos before. Now I've been switching to like um, drip style pour over coffee. It seems to be a lot stronger, but I never go for dark roast. It grosses me out. It's not a thing (laughs) for me. Um, I do medium and light roast. And then just being in Portland, it's like everyone's nuts about coffee. So um, yeah, really like trying out all these different places has helped me find like the best beans that I love. What are they? Uh, my favorite beans right now are Proud Mary's. They're an Australian Ooh. company, but they've got um, a coffee shop here, and they actually roast all the beans here. And they do only medium, but then they do, like, wild to mild of the medium. Ooh,
0: I got to order some. That yeah, sounds good. it's pretty cool. That sounds really good.
1: Yeah, maybe I'll, I'll send you a bag, <laughs> actually.
0: <laughs> Going back into, like, your journey and everything, you while I did say you're a girl boss, like, this is traditionally a space that isn't, fond or isn't that open to women leading quite like you have what's been your experience
1: it's been it's been hard it's been rocky like even in school and in automotive design to be honest I was the only female in the class so at early on I was used to that environment so always with the dudes always with the guys Um, so it's you literally learn how to how to work with guys and I mean I have fun with it but You know, when you get into the corporate world, it's also like you got to find that balance, too. Um, But again, my team is is right now is like all males. Um, But, you know, love every one of them, love working with them. Um, And then in Nike basketball, that's where I was at previously. So I was leading basically the collaborations um, in Nike basketball for performance design that bridge the gap into lifestyle. And, yeah, that was crazy, too. I was the only female on that entire team. And then that team has, you know, some legendary designers in there, like Jason Petrie that have been there for years and years and then so many awesome LeBrons. So it was really kind of like holding my own, but also bringing a different flavor, um, but also kind of helping th- those guys open up, um, you know, their atmosphere into other things that they they weren't used to seeing or used to looking at, yeah. you know. They never really looked at a lot of high fashion Um, They never really looked at like the minutiae fashion footwear that also has like innovation built into it. It depends on how you look at it. Right. So it was like kind of bringing in like that higher level of aesthetics into that performance world. And so that's what we got to do with with Fog, with Fear of God. When Jerry came in, um, we got to work with Jerry Lorenzo. And I mean, that was awesome. Um, It was just me and Leo Chang Mm. um, working kind of hand in hand. Um, We had a very tight, small team with Jerry and we really controlled every aspect of that we i mean i even worked on the packaging um even the bags that went in all the colors um so we didn't we typically have like color designers material designers um packaging designers marketing working on all these elements but for jerry we kept it super tight um we would go into now he's got like a really really dope new place but we would go into his old warehouse and do there for hours you know just literally doing like hundreds of colorways and then he, he's super critical and he has like a really specific eye so was like really reviewing everything and then we'd go to like second layer of juxtaposing you know his vision in fear of god and how that would sit well with like basically you know nike basketball right. so you'd want to kind of mix and match apparel and footwear from both and we wanted that to be like a head-to-toe um, situation so Again, like a lot, a lot that went into it. And again, the only female, um, I did get to work with a material designer that was another female on our team, Althea Stanford. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's it's interesting. It's um, it's like bringing kind of all these elements together, but also being able to, um, I would say, like have the tenacity to stay high level mm-hmm. and then manage the whole chain, right?
0: you you brought up a few different points there that i really want to hit on so one what's the uh everybody works differently right so you said that you've worked on the teams with all the different designers marketing involved everything like that to make a product come to life or make a collection come to life but then you've also have that had this experience almost on the flip side of things with jerry and probably in other projects where it's it's smaller and more specific What's your workflow look like?
1: So, yeah, my workflow is honestly always different. Mm -hmm. And what I've learned with collaborators and working with like top tier athletes, but also even just working with entertainers is flexibility. Mm -hmm. And that's like the the key thing I always highlight, even to like my teammates before um, they got into the Ivy Park team. It was like, you guys, I can't drill enough, like how much we have to be flexible because um, I would say, for example, like the entertainers see so much. And they've done so many different things they have such a different vision and like they want new 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 all the time Mm -hmm. right so it's like what what they like two weeks ago is not going to be what they want in three weeks right so it's almost like having the flexibility to be able to pivot and then like alter what you have to fit their new vision and it's also like being able to read that vision so for me it's like for me, I have to work egolessly too, because I'm working with such, such greats yeah. like that have done so many crazy things. And my goal is like, to understand what they want, even though they might not be able to articulate it in like product form, but they do have a vision, right? So it's like, I'll even sit down and have conversations with them on minute things or things that might not seem important to them. But for me, it helps me figure out like the bigger plan, right? How do I approach this? How do I show sketches to them? How do I show renderings to them? Like, how, how can I get this product in front of them to make them feel like they're part of the process, but also like to make sure that it, it's like their vision, but we're also creating a DNA, right? So for like, for Ivy Park, that, that's like a new brand and yeah. uh, never had really footwear. So we had to really start building a DNA and we're still building it, you know? Um, and if you look at Yeezy, same thing, like they kicked it off uh, initially and then they started refining the, the DNA. Um, and again, same with Jerry, though. that's going to be a brand new DNA. So Adidas and Fear of God's never been done. So it's definitely going to be really interesting. But I would say like number one, number one, number one is flexibility.
0: You also mentioned something that was interesting to me. And you were saying that you're constantly trying to essentially like take the structure and kind of like break it and break the mold a little bit. If anyone goes onto your website, they see a ton <laughs> of patents, they see a ton of different projects or anything like that. So when we talk about breaking the mold, what's a project or just something that you've worked on in the past that, that everyone has seen that you have kind of broken that mold and, and kind of almost would say almost would say like that's one of the, your most favorite projects?
1: Yeah, I would say like um, one of my most favorite projects was also the Fear of God Nike, but also the Harlem Fashion Run LeBron. Mm. Um, I was like one of basically one of the first women's LeBrons, first women's sneakers to come out of Nike basketball that was actually tailored to women. And it was specifically created with female oriented lasts and female sizing. So any Nike basketball shoe you see is never in female sizing. It's always just like a smaller men's size. So I loved how we really kicked off that whole thing. And we saw that, you know, the, the female sneaker market is out there. There's women that are super dedicated, passionate about sneakers. And so it was like really taking that whole thing and working with these high level um, fashion designers to, to, to like just take that product and like turn it upside down. And then we even incorporated like jewelry into, into it. So we had like the ankle um, pieces that come off and you can wear them as like um, basically like chokers and bracelets but they're like ankle cuffs um, on that one and we actually designed like gold hardware into that thing and it, it was just such an awesome project we even like tweaked um, the battle knit on there so I mean we and we controlled every aspect of that and we had a lot of freedom which we normally don't get and I mean I call it freedom but it's just us breaking rules. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a lot of times it's like you know engineering will say you can't do that or marketing will say you can't do that we can't do that and for me it's like yeah. why you know why can't we do that let's just try it let's just try it you know and it's like oh we'll never pass wear testing engineers are always you know like panicking like we're, we're not going to hit that green light and even with jerry we had such a short timeline right and because we're so proud of that because we created a brand new last for that mm-hmm. shoe. we used jerry's dress shoe last and then we used one of our um basketball bottoms on it and we merged both of them so i went wow. down to the basement and i was working with the last makers and and they told me that you, you know we can't do this because they looked at jerry's last and were like this can't be done um dress shoe last for performance like no way and so and jerry was so adamant about that silhouette 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 because we created like at first we created a 3d printed model for mm-hmm. him um before we even went into sampling like physically and he just he fucking lo- he like he loved that sample and he was like I don't care what we do. Like, I want to make it look like this, you know? Yeah. And so that was just such a different silhouette. If you look at any Nike basketball shoe, ranging from PG's to Kyrie's, um, all the way down, and you look at that shoe, it's such a disruptor, right? Even, like, silhouette and color-wise, such a disruptor. It's so clean and so simple. But, like, the internals were complicated to make it so simple, right? Um, and so, it, it, yeah, it was, it was like can't be done can't make the last we don't have enough time to even wear test that last because we like did that whole project in like a little over a year which is unheard of it usually takes over two years um as you know you know to get like a whole new product and that's usually with with the older lasts right it's with the existing last that's been you know really rigorously wear tested um but again you know we just pushed it we had a really passionate engineer on the project who was willing to think out of the box um and then we controlled all the other aspects of it. So we basically were doing like triple amount of work. Mm -hmm. So like Leo Chang and I took on a lot, like a heavy lifting. Um, And then just like, yeah, even before that too, there was like wall to wall sketches before we came up to that initial concept. Um, But again, it's like, it can't be done. Why? Let's just try it, right? Let's just try it and let's just push the word testing, right? And then it's next step, right? So when we have the last, we had the last, it was approved we did a pullover, he liked the silhouette, and we were like, okay, next step, like, yeah. how do we make this really simple, um, kind of, like, cup sole come to life, but we need tech in there, right, so, you know, and, and it was, like, engineers are, like, well, we can't, you know, we gotta, you know, we, we can't expose just that part of their bag, and, you know, how do we make that just compartmentalize and stock fit it, so it was, like, it was all these things, like, we can't make it happen, but we slowly did, and it was just, kind of, like, a step-by-step process of just saying, like, almost like sticking your guns and saying, like, let's just try it. And then also using, like, I would say, like, kind words instead of wild words (laughs) when you're (laughs) working with cross-functional partners. It's like, um, and making everyone feel like they are, because they are part of that project, right? It's like everyone's extra time went in there. And I mean, we'd have, sometimes we'd have meetings, like, past midnight. Sometimes we'd have meetings where we'd go past midnight and it was like, listen, 7 a.m., I'm feeling weird about this. Maybe I want to change my mind. And then we'd all meet up at the hotel again and to review. Yeah. Right. Um, so you're putting so much of your time into it that you really want to make it work. So you always find ways of, again, being flexible. Also staying positive, I think, is, is one of the biggest ones. And make sure everybody's on that journey with you. Right. Because no one ever makes anything themselves. No one no one makes these products come to life themselves. There's, there's a whole team behind all of this stuff. And. I think if you can create a really good rapport with with the team and with everyone on there, and we can feel like you know we are all part of this mission, and let's get it accomplished. Like Elon Musk always says, like how do we get this shit done? I don't care about positive or negative or yeah, like I feel this way today or that way. It's like how do we get it done? And so we just figure it out. And it was like it goes always back to all those things you hear from like even um, like Dwayne Edwards. I did pencil like I was the first one of his first students in one of his first ever pencil classes. And it was like problem solving. Yeah. And it's true, I mean, you still do it. Like you're, I'm 14 years in and I'm still doing it. I'm doing it every day. And you're always learning because there's always new technology. There are always new things. And so it keeps you excited. Um, I mean, I am I can say I know a lot, but I can also say I'm learning every day because there's so many new, new tech coming in. Like now look at the whole 3D world and meta. It's like, again, so much newness coming to our sneaker world, like we don't even know what to expect right now.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for the future. I'm so <laughs> so excited to see you grow. Uh, even though, like like you said, something that just hit just hit me was like, hey, you've gotten to this point, you've done all these things, but you're constantly still learning, and you're st- you know that you're still a project yourself. So I love that. If somebody listens to this today and says, "Wow, I would love to ask her this question," or anything like that. Where can people find you? Where can people check out that work or anything like that?
1: Yeah, you guys, anybody can honestly go to my website. It's melinekatchi.com, K-M-E-L-I-N-E-K-A-T-C-H-I.com. All my patents are on there. All my work is on there. Um, and there's like honestly a whole blurb of kind of like what I've done in my background to get to where I am. Um, I've literally done two bachelor's degrees, one master's degree specifically in footwear flew all the way to London to do that. Um, and then lived in New York, came back to LA from LA, moved to Portland. Like it's honestly been a crazy journey and you can read most of that on there. You can see all my work and there is a contact in there. You can always reach me at Mel at messmel.com. Um, and I'm reachable and I have a lot of people contacting me honestly through LinkedIn and stuff. And it's hard because I've got so much going on I'm working like 27 hours a day. So um, I do get back to some people that I can. But again, it's like um, just try. Try and I will try my best to get back All to you. All you have
0: to do is try and she'll get back to you. I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, so last question for you. What makes you strange on purpose?
1: Uh, what makes me strange on purpose? Um, I would say so many things. Being a Iranian, Armenian Um, immigrant, so I'm like first generation American, being in the sneaker game, I would say dominating (laughs) as a girl boss in the sneaker game, honestly, I never expected that, it just like my journey took me there, Um, disrupting, disrupting like product, disrupting what people expect, um, and then also giving like new emotion Mm. um, to product that's been around for so many years, um, and giving a new perspective to things, you know? I love it. Like you'd never see a five foot tall Persian Armenian girl walking around, <laughs> <designing>, <laughs> you know, designing all this stuff, but you know, you're seeing it and now it's bringing a whole different flavor to things. So if you're, and, and I've, I've heard it from so many people, like when I first uh, moved into Adidas, um, I got contacted by, you know, people working internally saying like, wow, it was so good to see someone like you that looks like me on our meeting chats, wow. you know? And that was so impactful to me. It was so cool. Um, And it's, you know, so many females um, that are wanting to be leaders, that are wanting to grow, like will reach out to me and just, you know, ask me questions, ask me advice. And I love that. I appreciate it. Um, It's definitely been a a hard journey to get here. But I would say, like, keep pushing, um, keep pushing and just like, don't don't give up your vision, you know, because there's you're creating a vision for someone else, but you also have a vision. So don't give that up either.
0: Love that. Thanks for jumping on the show.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Izzy.
0: Thank you for listening to the Strange Up Purpose podcast. As always, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes before, please like, review, follow the podcast on Instagram, drop a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you check us out. It helps the podcast grow immensely. So I appreciate you. I could not do this without you.